On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we review the Bare Naked Lady songs alphabetically from 7 to Y. They write them, and we review them. A nice little call and answer. <laughs> and this week, we are reviewing one of my favorite songs. I will say it right off the bat. This song, this week we are discussing Call and Answer off the 1998 album Stunt. If you call, I will answer. If you Stephen Page and Stephen Duffy wrote this song together. Stephen Duffy wrote three lines of the chorus and sent it to Stephen Page. And then Stephen Page wrote the whole song around it. And when he sent it back to Stephen Duffy, Stephen Duffy's response was, I can't believe you wrote a whole song around this. <laughs> Which was stated in a recent interview in 2018 at Studio Bell. It has been played 137 times in concert. It hit number 10 on the Canadian Singles Chart. It hit number 40 on the U.S. Billboard Chart. When it was released as a single, the song was both remixed and edited into a radio mix, which cut the second verse to the, to the third chorus and then skipped a chorus in an instrumental break in the third verse. They did a lot of editing on this song for the, <laughs> for the radio edit. I don't personally like the radio edit. I think that they do a big disservice by doing that yeah and all the vocals on this song both backing and lead and harmonies are done by steven but in concert of course steven can't back himself up so ed and jim do the answering and the backing vocals or at least they used to (laughs) right (laughs) all right so let's talk a little bit about this song it's a very interesting tracy can i ask you a question sure who are your co-hosts oh jesus (laughs) Wait, Jesus, no, is Jesus your co-host? Isn't my co-host? Is he your co-pilot and your co-host? <laughs> oh man! Jesus, take no. the mic. <laughs> he's... And with me using his name like that, he's not my co-pilot <laughs> today either. He's probably angry. With yeah, me. his name is. All right, no, Jesus. I, I t- <laughs> Here's where I edit this back. <laughs> no, keep it. That was. <laughs> but now I can't because I really. I'm mean... gonna be the best part of the episode. <laughs> so I am Tracy, and tonight I am joined by Aaron. And Michelle. (laughs) (laughs) And while we're at it, Aaron, why don't you take us on the wild ride of discussing the music? All right. Call and answer. Starts right off, uh, right around 90 beats per minute. Seems to have been recorded free of metronome and click track. Uh, Tempo drifts a bit. Seems to speed up a little before halfway through the song. And I think this is intentional or thematic, but I might be projecting. The form is let's see so verse one is your a section then your chorus is your b section verse two is your a section a lovely building in the vocal harmonies and instrumentation in this part um back to the chorus b section verse a section chorus b section bridge c section 
which contains the best line, which is, if you ever do, I promise you, I'll be the first to crucify you. Uh, I love the bridge. Yeah. Once again, we Stephen Page Bridges. He should start a bridge company. Just build bridges. Again, bridge to nowhere. Um, and then the outro, which is more or less A changes. So A, B, A, B, A, B, C, A. Fairly standard, but again, very well executed. And the song takes you on an emotional journey. The craftsmanship in how the song builds towards an emotional climax in the bridge with the release in the outro is perfection. I love it. It starts off very simply. It uh, would seem to be written in the key of D major. And the, the verse is very simple. It just goes back and forth between one and four, the tonic and the fourth. Uh, I'm hearing some They Might Be Giants influence on the vocal lines in the verse. Uh, then we come to this lovely moment where it goes from the major six to a minor six down to the fifth and then resolves back down to the tonic. And what this does is creates a sort of almost jarring effect by leaning heavily on this passing tone, this non-diatonic to the key of D major, which kind of, for me, is like hints at something underneath the surface or um, something maybe that he's still not, he's still grappling with, which again will be kind of released during the bridge. Um, the chorus is interesting in as much as it primarily is the same two chords of this verse, but they're reversed in order. So we go from the fourth down to the tonic, instead of from the tonic to the fourth. Then there's a turnaround, which is simply moving to the fifth, which of course resolves perfectly back down to the tonic, where we can reinstate the simple one-four movement of the verse. Uh, the harmonies that come in in 90 seconds into the song made my heart skip a beat a bit. This is the exact point where I went from liking this song to loving it. Uh, especially when that passing tone section comes in again with the pre-chorus, with the harmonies that time. It's, it's an absolutely beautiful song, and it kind of took me by surprise. Uh, I could easily see it becoming one of my favorites in the Bare Naked Ladies catalog. Indeed. This song is right in my wheelhouse. Stunt is one of the albums that I listened to the most um, when it came out. It's so good, and Aaron, you pointed out the best part of the song, which is that bridge. I know I've heard this live and it's just so like Steven brings it. He brings it. Um, he's not holding anything back in this song. And it's so, again, it's so great because it's so honest. It's, it's coming from the dregs. Like he's coming from the bottom. Here we are in this mess and mm -hmm. let's rebuild this. Cause that's all we can do. It's one of the best songs they do and i give full credit to stephen page and again the stephen page stephen duffy songs always are my favorites mm -hmm. and we can't forget that stephen duffy is also tied to duran duran who were previously my favorites and i had their posters all over my bedroom every single wall of my bedroom when i was a girl of a certain age plus the ceiling can they, so can they just you know. make their own band called two stevens it just <laughs> two i would stevens. well that would be, I would be that very would happy be the 2005 album pretty much the vanity project well do more of that <laughs> it's just the lyrics are great the emotion is great the yeah. like the pure raw emotion of it um is just it's the real deal this is uh, so we were talking a couple weeks ago again about simple 
music done well. I mean, so if you've ever watched any of those cooking shows, like especially like Master Chef or any of those things like that, you know, you always have Gordon Ramsay saying, you know, (laughs) that you need to cook it. A simple thing done extremely well is better than a complex dish. Yes. I feel that this song is a perfect example of that musically where you have the basics on this song. So it's not like they got a ton of different uh, instruments on this song. You've got acoustics and electric guitars. You've got double bass and cello. You got piano synthesizer and drums. Like that's, that's it. You're very, very simple. And on, in terms of the music itself, very, very simple is not the right word, but it's not complex. It's not like you're all over the place and adding all these different directions in. It's a very non-complex type of music, but done perfectly. And then you've got this, the, the core theme of this song is also very simple. It's a man or a woman in this relationship who has been scorned many times. The other person has burned them over and over and over again. He's sick of it, and he's basically saying, we're not going to continue doing this. I'm, I'm done with this pattern that we're doing. If you're coming back to me and we're going to do this relationship, we're doing it right, but you're pulling this bullshit anymore, and we're, that's it. Don't do it. And when you think of it that way, the title really speaks to that, the call and answer. Like, that's the ultimate yeah. cycle that they're in in this relationship, the call and answer. It's a constant yeah. process. And once again, simple title that describes the song perfectly that is very poetic. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's the thing about the song. Like, it's a simple th- a simple idea that is so poetically done in the way not just the the metaphors that he uses but the rhythm and the pattern that he continues to create throughout this song is i don't know how to explain it it's just gorgeous like it's it poetic is the best way to put it but it doesn't quite describe it either what i love is his ability steven's ability and willingness to um be so emotional mm-hmm. and and maybe it's not his own emotion that he's sharing but regardless of whose emotion is he puts it in the song and he takes you there and he makes you feel something yeah like you are forced you can't not feel right in the center of your chest this song and the weight of the song and i just i love that about steven and the bare naked ladies and I think that if it wasn't for the bridge of this song, the bridge at the the outro or bridge to nowhere, whatever you want to call it, like if it wasn't for that, this would be a good song. That outro makes this a great song because it takes it and takes it that one step further and adds in so much of that emotionality. And oh, by the way, I'll be the first to crucify, to crucify you, you. <laughs> if you if you I, f this up. It's it's very much. <laughs> Creative people, creative types, tend to have very strong personalities. <laughs> and, well, I know it's an understatement, but not to get too pop, pop psych on you, but I do feel very much like people can be in a relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship or a working partnership or a creative endeavor, and they can both be good people or they can both be okay people. They don't have to, neither one of them has to be a bad person. But you have that tendency to demonize or to fall back on 
because they're not seeing it your way, there's something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of this is basically saying, and I've felt like this before in past relationships, certainly one in particular, um, <laughs> where, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, where I felt like I was Charlie Brown and she was she was Lucy pulling the football away every time. And I was always <laughs> like, yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's do this. And then whoop, there goes the football. So that's kind of the, the feeling of frustration that I, that I picked up from this song. Yeah. Can you see my shirt? No. no. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy. That's I'm awesome. wearing a Lucy Van Pelt shirt <laughs> that my sister got me like 20 years ago. How it's apropos. based on the Calvin Klein, you know, the Calvin nice. Klein boss yes, wear. Yes. Um, but it's got Lucy Van Pelt on the That's back, awesome. which I think is just hilarious. Now, now, ironically, the shirt that Aaron is wearing right now, all I can see is the yellow, which is yes. Charlie Brown Charlie yellow Brown. at the top. That's true. I'm Charlie Aaron. Brown tonight. So I've been Tracy, accused of being like Lucy by my siblings because I'm the oldest. I played Schroeder in the You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown in uh, high school. I can see that. <laughs> That's funny. Art imitates life, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a video for this song. Did you guys happen to watch the video? Not recently. I did. That I... was based on the McConaughey vehicle movie at <laughs> TV, wasn't it? The... Is and this the funny the one thing with is, the weird faces. There's so there's two versions of this video. It was I released TV one first, um, and then later on. After after Ed TV came out, they redid it and inserted pieces and parts of Ed TV into the yeah. video, um, but it wasn't the, in the original version. I got you. Is this the one where they have the weird um, robotic faces? Um, so it's the one where we have Ed a copy. Everyone in the video is a copy of Stephen, um, and there's one girl in there that that who is the same that the song is being sung to, but everyone that's walking around, that's the same set of homes, the same white Volkswagen that's walk that's around. Um, and just a bunch of copies of Steven walking around the streets and Steven is singing. Um, there are other copies of the band members here, there during the video, but they're copies of themselves going by each other. Uh, the video is used for the with the radio mix version, which is another reason I'm not a big fan of the video because I don't like the radio mix version of this song. I don't quite get what the theme was trying to go for with this because I don't get how that goes with call and answer, but it's a very odd video. So yeah, I, I liked um, it okay, but mostly for the like the song so much. I think I thought it was an interesting theme, but I just didn't see how it matched up with the the song itself. Yeah, it might have been more of a kind of artsy conception. And they're just like, yeah, we can, why not? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Although, now that I think about it, is this Steven's way of subtly indicating that he realizes he's a little full of himself because everyone's him? <laughs> I like it. Oh, more meta. Like we said, he's very, very self-aware and he seems to be kind of um, self-effacing, you know what I mean? A lot of the times, like, I think he's a great talent and he's a brilliant man and uh, he's very self-aware and very, he's not afraid to look at himself critically. And expose himself to the yeah. world and put it all out there for all of us to see. We've got a podcast talking about it, for God's yeah. sake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I really love this song, guys. It's uh, it's great. Aaron, you might like this little tidbit of information. So the video for the song was an Easter egg on the install disc for the Mac OS 9-9.2 programming. I did, wow, I did not know that. I remembered Weezer being uh, on the Windows 95 install CD, but I, I did not know that Bare Naked Ladies was on a Mac iOS uh, install CD or, or OS 9. I didn't yeah. know that either. OS, not iOS, OS, OS 9. 9. Yeah, <clears throat> I, uh, I, you know, I'll be honest. I was not a fan of OS Nine. I didn't like Macs back when I was in high school and college because I was, I felt like I was forced to use them. But when I later on was given a uh, a nice Mac Pro at my job where I was radio uh, editing uh, radio and, and TV audio, uh, I came to appreciate the cult of the Apple. <laughs> <laughs> that was OS Ten by that point. It was like Tiger, I think, but uh, that was quite good. But anyways, neither here nor there. Yeah, I really love this song. Um, I, I already listened to it a few times, somewhat to keep it fresh in my mind, but also just because I wanted to hear it again. You know, so that's that's quite a that's quite a telling, uh, telling thing. So should we do ratings? Let's I think do so. it. All right. So I had different um, category names, and I did some different things, but. I think Aaron or Tracy, one of you said it. I think it was Aaron, and I'm going to stick with that. Bridge to Nowhere is really, <laughs> that's what makes the song so special. So um, I give this song 4.5 Bridges to Nowhere. Wow. Um, it's, it's so good. Um, it could even be higher, but it's just, it's right up there, and it's so good. And it deserves the score. So 4.5. Oh, yeah. Um, Aaron, what do you give <laughs> this song? Once again, Michelle, we are in lockstep. I also wow. give this song 4.5 Bridges to Nowhere. Uh, I, I like it almost as much as I like Alcohol and Brian Wilson. Yep. I like it more incredibly. I, I, was, I had to ask myself a few times, do I like this more than Alternative Girlfriend? And I, I went and listened to Alternative Girlfriend, and then I listened to, to Call and Answer. And honestly, yeah, and the more I hear the song, the more it grows on me. It's, there's something uh, very introspective and very thoughtful and pensive, and that's how I like my music. My, I like pensive music. Yep. One of my favorite songs ever is Lonesome Tears by Beck, which is awfully depressing, but my God, is it beautiful. <laughs> and uh, this song kind of reminded me of that song in a, in a, a few very particular ways, especially with the vocal harmonies and stuff. Nice. Okay, Tracy. All right. It's you. <clears throat> so, very much like last week, I'm not that far off from you guys. And once again, my, my score is a little bit inflated. Um, I I couldn't bring <laughs> myself to quite saying that I like it as much as Brian Wilson or Alcohol. Um, but I, I like this song better than Alternative Girlfriend, but not by a ton. I there is literally, again, nothing I don't like about this song. I will listen to it every single time it comes on. I will search it out at times. Yeah. I, you know, it, unfortunately, if you're in the car with me when this comes on, you're going to have to listen to me sing with it because there's no way I'm going to miss out on it. This is one of those songs I used to do in karaoke sometimes, and I knew I never did it justice just because you can never do this song justice. This is a 4.8 Bridges to Nowhere for me. Wow. Very nice. nice. So this song shoots to uh, the top of our charts, not the top, but it's Almost. in the top five. 
It's actually number four now. It's between Break Your Heart and Alternative Girlfriend. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. It's right on the tail of Break Your Heart. So. Nice. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, appearances and facts. Um, I will be posting a really interesting um, version of the song with Alanis Morissette singing with Stephen Page, um, singing Call and Answer during their Oh Natural tour. Um, there's several different versions. This is the version I thought was the best of the ones that I saw out there. Um, and it's really cool because they do do the call and answer with each other. And it's, I just love it. It's beautiful. In terms of a fact, go out there. If you can find it, good luck to you. I have been searching since we started this podcast. I've been looking for this. Stephen Page, Stephen Duffy, and Tyler recorded Burned by Buffalo Springfield, um, written by Neil Young, uh, for the tribute album for toward Neil Young called Borrowed Tunes. They are not credited as Stephen Page, Stephen Duffy, and Tyler. They are instead credited as Chocolatey. Uh, but good luck finding it anywhere out there. You're not going to get it on iTunes. You're going to have to go to some really rare record store out there or know someone that has this already to get this copy. Interesting. Tracy. Yes. Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. Tracy. Gee, guys, guys. Tracy. Guys. Guys. Tracy. Okay. Tracy. I'm, I'm here. You don't have to yell. All you got to do is call me calmly. Because <laughs> next week, that's what we're going we're gonna to cover. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to have to call you via satellite, my friend, or, or I'll have to think of something. Maybe I can throw a message in a bottle into the Atlantic Ocean. That's that's the police, not for that wrong podcast. podcast. <laughs> I would gladly do that as well. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, so my, my I went to my doctor and, you know, I still have this this little thing I'm getting over. You can hear it in my voice. Uh, I was diagnosed <laughs> with tropical depression. So the doctor said I needed to spend six weeks away in, in nice tropical climbs. So I'm going to Jamaica for a while. Um, <laughs> Are you going to put the lime in the coconut? I, yeah, well, very much. Definitely. And then call the doctor in the morning. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm going for work, actually. You know, poor me. Someone had to do it. But uh I, I'm very much looking forward to checking out the culture and all the really cool stuff down there. Um, but I will try to be involved. What I'm going to see if I can do is maybe send my thoughts um, sure. just in their own kind of segment, send them to you, Trace, and you can edit it in. And I can still have a place nice. in the conversation and uh, maybe send in a rating. So I hope to be able to do that. We'll see if it works. Uh, but if you don't hear from me for a while, folks, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in-betweens, that's, that's exactly why. So uh, I, I will try and keep in touch from jamaica uh but then he's heading down to uh disney from, <laughs> from there from right jamaica to orlando so yeah so if you see him jamaica or orlando say hi to him <laughs> pull him aside get pictures i'm with sure him. i'll be it. bombarded with nothing but fans <laughs> and uh i'm sure that i won't be able to take a step without being recognized <laughs> Uh, no no but anyways uh yeah certainly uh, i'm going for work for jamaica but i, I will i promise to try and get a little r and r in on the weekends and then hopefully I come back and have that rich booming baritone that everyone loves so much so uh, i'm gonna miss you guys but uh, i promise to be as involved as i can in the, in the coming six weeks and uh, we'll be back on track well we will miss you as well and we're gonna have some amazing guests on during oh, that sure. time as well so you won't even we're miss definitely me. gonna miss you and wear your sunscreen i just have to oh good as god the, as the lucy of the group 
Bring your sunscreen. Well, considering how badly I got <laughs> burned and turned pointing. into like an absolute lobster after the 4th of July, I'm, I'm definitely going to yeah. take your advice on that, Michelle. Thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> let, let me be bossy on this one thing. <laughs> as a ginger, I'm scared oh, about man. the equator. There's too much sun there. It's, uh, so. yeah, it's going to be, I'm sure, like five feet away from the surface of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you might as well be walking on the sun. Oh, wow. Okay, and on that note, <laughs> hey, I've really enjoyed talking about this, this song with you guys. It's, it's an absolute uh, gem of a song. Um, I'm really glad that we all agree that it's uh, one of their best. And um, Yes. It's nice. You know, I can be really critical sometimes. So it's nice when we have an episode like this where I have not much critical to say. <laughs> Beautiful song. No, this is a fun one to do. I'm glad we got around to this yeah, one. Yeah, me too. All right, so we'll see you guys next week for Call Me Calmly, and hope and we'll be hearing in from Aaron hopefully by, via satellite. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Have a good week and thanks. Have a great night. That was fun. Thanks, that was fun. Don't forget. No regrets, except maybe one. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> my mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.